Welcome to the dance floor where life lessons are learned through the art of dance. I'm your host, Anna Harsh, and today I have a dancer and a filmmaker, Amanda Van Meter Birch. Welcome to the dance floor, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. It's a pleasure to be here. I saw your a little teaser of your film and I was like, I want to talk to her because that looked so cool and I really can't wait to see your project. But before you talk about your project, tell us a little bit about your dance background. Like, are you a dancer? Did you get into dance because you loved it? Like, what's your journey in dance? Well, I started um, like a lot of dancers really, really young. I started about four years old and it was always just a place that I went back to no matter where I was in my life. I, I knew that Early on, I I wasn't really the the typical body type for a dancer, so I knew that that wouldn't be my career path. But I really loved teaching really early on, so I started teaching when I was fifteen, and um, teaching and choreographing, creating dance and dance pieces. And so I always knew that that was kind of where my niche would be. As I got older, I decided to go to college for dance. And I I was kind of a late bloomer in the college sector because I had just had a baby when I decided to finish my dance degree. And so I was a full-time mom and full-time college student, which was fun. That's a lot on somebody's plate already. (laughs) It was, but it was, it was really a very different perspective, especially because I was in my thirties going to college. So I was a lot older than the the rest of the dance students because typically you know they start early right you know so I had a really really different perspective and it I was really grateful for that and being where I was in my life doing what I knew and having that experience I felt like I got a lot more out of it so yeah, I did graduate when you're in your 20s I, I don't think we know who we are at all no so you probably had a different perspective and maybe a little more grounded to like absorb the information as a dancer And maybe that was better. You know, I got my master's uh, older as myself. So, and going back to college and going back to school, you know, in your late thirties or even into your forties, that's just a different perspective. And I think you absorb the information differently and you come out on the other side of it, maybe, you know, a little more well-rounded in a sense, because you have some life experience behind you, especially being a mom too. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. And it was it was a real blessing at that time in my life to go through that. But yeah. So are you in Florida now? Or is that where you located? I am. Yeah, I'm born and raised Floridian. So I'm a native. But yeah, love my Florida Florida several times and and danced there as well. And I always enjoy my trips uh, further south. I'm in Pennsylvania right now. But I've traveled all over the United States and to Europe to perform. So getting those different perspectives of different dancers, you know, coming from different places is really, it's cool to understand that we're all connected for that one heartbeat of movement. And um, we're all doing this work because we just love to move and we love dance. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your project. I saw it through NDEO and uh, I was like, wow. Uh, and coming from a person who's made a documentary, I 
kudos to you because I know the pains of making dance with film. Um, it's not easy and I'm learning so much from everybody that does the sort of thing and getting their perspectives and tips and ideas and don't do this and definitely do this and try this because this is what works. So when I saw your film, I thought that little trailer, I thought, wow, there is something here. Somebody has to chat about this project. So tell us a little bit about what it is and how it came about. Wow. Okay. So I I started the Central Florida Choreographers Collaboration in 2019, April 2019. And uh, so we are in our first season and we had planned to do a show at the end of the season, which would have been August this year. We had several choreographers that were on board preparing pieces for the stage and then COVID hit. And we were like, okay, well, this is different. So we had a choice to figure out a different way to make something or kind of give it up for the season and see what happens next season. And so I had a meeting with the choreographers and was like, hey, these are our options. I know this isn't what was originally promised to you guys. What what are your thoughts? Would you like to stay on and maybe go like the film route like a lot of other companies are doing? And they all were totally on board. They were like, yeah, let's do this. And so I, um, I'm also a photographer and I had a lot of the equipment already. So I was like, okay, well, let's just see what we can do. I'm totally new to film. So this was when you're transitioning from photography to video, huge learning curve, <laughs> huge. And we still, yeah, but I, I think you have that eye for it because you are a photographer. And I think every dancer choreographer really has that look in their mind of what they want it to be like they want it to look like and maybe in a way we're all filmmakers in a sense because we see the choreography at least for me I see the choreography in my mind like how it should look Mm -hmm. or where I want the focus to be and when you do it through film you can really zoom into that moment of what you want the audience to see without them all being on stage you can let the audience see what you see Yes, absolutely. So it stretched the the choreographers in a, in a way it was a huge blessing because they it pushed them to become innovative to take their their works from the traditional proscenium perspective into a film where there's like endless possibilities of how this could look and how we can portray this to kind of get that that feeling that they're wanting to evoke in the audience. Right. So it was really, it was trying at times, but I mean, every single part of it, it just stretched all of us and it sort of laid this foundation for raising the standard for future projects and future pieces. We now know what we're capable of and we learned so much through this process that hopefully it can only get better. Well, yeah, and you can always combine film. I mean, technology with dance and movement has been kind of teetering, I think, the last, you know, maybe couple decades of, you know, having film in the background while people are dancing on stage on a screen behind them, that sort of thing, or you're dancing with yourself or somebody else on the screen. Um, So I think we've all been like teetering with it, but now it's like, nope, this is where we are and this is what Mm -hmm. we're going to do. And so every dancer, I think, across the world is like, okay, I have a phone, I like to move, and I'm going to figure out how to do this. And so we're all creative people and smart enough to figure it out. We're problem solvers is what I always say. (laughs) That's so true. It's so true. And I think that if anybody can be groundbreaking in this type of innovation, not just in the art world, but in general, it's artists. Because like you said, we're problem solvers. And as soon as COVID hit and everything went on lockdown, 
the artists were on top of it. And yeah, I know these Zoom classes, they get kind of daunting after a while because it is super hard to pay attention to everybody on a screen. And it's also very intangible, which dance is a very tangible art form. These artists are the ones who who can groundbreak in that way. And they were on top of it from day one. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's been challenging to teach uh, virtually. But some of the dancers that I've come across, and I've taught some dancers across the United States that are now like, hey, she teaches some unique classes, I'm going to take her class. So I've met some amazing dancers across the United States and across the world now, which is, you know, not something that you would do, I guess, in general, right? We, we can't travel all over the world sometimes uh, because of budget or because of, you know, time and space. But this is a way to meet dancers across the whole world and get their perspectives and open them up to what you teach and your ways of uh, moving and we've I've opened up a whole world of dancers to um, Italian folk dance because that's what I my genre is besides uh, musical theater and and Mm -hmm. ballet and all of that um, because I have an undergraduate degree in dance but my focus in college was the art of Italian folk dance and finding traditional dances in Italy because they're not found here in the United States so that was challenging before the internet came about (laughs) yeah I bet so uh, my documentary is about that, that journey, about finding that information, meeting the teachers and preserving these dances that are over 2000 years old and bringing them to the United States so that dancers here can have a little bit more of uh, dance history and um, looking at dances that were 2000 years old or more and seeing that way of movement and maybe how that can be combined with today's contemporary ideas. So it's unique and it's different. So I've been teaching that kind of thing along with, you know, your usual, your usual bar classes and yoga and Pilates and that sort of thing so that we can all stay glued together, I think, from being in our homes. (laughs) Yes, that's amazing. But but it's really cool to have a, a unique perspective when you do dance with film because I have a new dancer in my company that we tour, but she wasn't able to be rehearsing in person, obviously. So we did a piece called pause about what's going on about COVID about, you know, just taking that pause in our life. And we were talking about perspective. And I said, what if you came really close to the camera and really reached your hand close to the, you know, to the camera to make it feel like people at home could be, you could reach out and touch them. Like it would be like 3d. So we Mm -hmm. messed with perspective a lot and distance. So that was something that we were playing around with. Did you, think about those things as you're putting some of the films together or did you give them guidelines they had to do I I did because because as a photographer I'm always looking for those new new perspectives so I kind of had that to lean on so I kind of had a general understanding of each piece I tried to be at as many rehearsals as possible just so I kind of had a feel for what we were going into and how they were wanting their work to be portrayed so we set up like several different camera angles you know some of them were like open to anything wondering okay let's just see if this will work or if this will work and some of them had like a very specific idea of exactly what they wanted Um, and how they wanted it to look so it was a very eclectic collaboration each each and every one of them were very different to work with and amazing and that's kind of what the organization embodies is um, exposing dancers and other artists to these different processes by which 
these works are composed. Yeah, I saw in the trailer that the pieces look really powerful and very emotional. And part of that, you know, is the choreography. And part of that is film, you know, is is getting that perspective of like detail of the hand motion or, or of a facial expression or, you know, where they are in location. So did you travel to all these little locations? Because it looks like the beach and somebody's backyard and somebody's studio. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, we did. So I think that was um the uh, that was part of the fun, the fun part of the process anyways, yeah. going to all these different places and it was, you know, different than a studio. I mean, we love our studios. I mean, right. they're the perfect flooring for dancing right. and they're soft <laughs> and it's comfortable. The utopia for dance. <laughs> right, exactly. But when you get these dancers in an environment like that, it becomes something really organic and I think Every single one of them, like we got nothing but great feedback from the dancers. They loved these processes. We had um, one piece in particular is called um, Impermanence by Robert Kelly. And there is a an old historic family cemetery that's in this area that was that was filmed in. And it was wow. it was like absolutely amazing watching these dancers and this was like the day that we filmed was the first time they had been there so oh wow so yes so they were and they and they completely they embodied everything that was going on in the cemetery and it was completely beautiful and they were i mean dancing in the rain in some parts and but they they took it on and it, it was incredible it was magic and then the piece that i had choreographed matters of peace we filmed part of it at sunset at a local park and 20 seconds after we stopped filming a bald eagle swooped down right behind the dancer and it was just like oh my gosh that was amazing and my mom said that was that was a gift for our eyes only but just absolutely incredible you know to to be to take part in these outdoor experiences well Um, i think just to be one with nature I know that sounds a little corny for some people, but just to be one with nature and to move with nature, I think nobody will understand that feeling for a dancer. It's Mm. just breathtaking. And you're just like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is the message I'm supposed to send. Yes, absolutely. So it got them out of that, you know, there's a mirror in front of me as my technique, right? And pulled them into this deeply intimate and spiritual place. Yeah, dance is very intimate. I mean, for the dancer, it's uh, him or herself, you know, to move. That is their thoughts and, and emotions that they're sharing with the audience. And the audience, it's it's like reading somebody's personal diary is what I always tell students. You know, you're you're allowing them to read your personal thoughts and emotions. And it's just told through movement. That's all. It's just told through movement. And I like when dancers get away from the usual movement. You know, it's great to have that technique and, but let it go sometimes and experience just moving and movement, you know, that expresses a story or emotion. Absolutely. 100% agree. Amanda, we're going to take a quick little break. And how about after the break, you can tell our listeners how we can find your film and more about how we can see it because I'm excited. I want to buy a ticket to see your film. And um, I know everybody else should be, they'd be really moved to see it. So let's take a quick commercial break and we'll talk about that. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back with Amanda.
Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Amanda Van Meter Birch. She's a dancer, a choreographer, and a filmmaker. So she's adding to her repertoire. And she just explained a little bit that she's also a photographer. So I think she has the eye for filmmaking. Um, Amanda, tell us a little bit about what the project is called, the title, if you have a title, and how can we get a hold of it? Where can we see this beautiful film? Yeah, so the name of the film is 2020 Dance Film, and it will be available on our website, choreocollab.com, that's C-H-O-R-E-O-C-O-L-L-A-B.com, and um, we're releasing it on October 25th through November 1st. So it has a runtime, just like a show, and it is available for a $7 donation. Perfect. So we can just go to that website, buy a ticket and see the show. Yes. So there will be a video player that'll pop up on midnight, October 25th on the 2020 Dance Film page, and you'll click play and then it'll walk you through the steps to pay the $7 and then it'll bring you back to the player once you've done that and you can watch the film. And $7 really isn't much for all the amount of work sweat and tears you probably went through but <laughs> if um if you're listening out there because uh october 25th is around the corner everyone so go to their website one more time for the website choreocollab.com choreocollab.com go and buy a ticket if you haven't seen the trailer i might be posting that all along with some other information about amanda's uh, beautiful group these dancers are very powerful uh it's emotional um, I saw some beaches, uh, a dance on a beach, and that looked beautiful with the fans. I can't wait to see that piece. She described a little bit about the um, piece in the graveyard. That's interesting. Um, we have some dances. My company has danced in the rain, so I feel for you. Uh, we were at a, a festival <laughs> in West Virginia, and it poured. I mean, not just a little sprinkle. I mean, a uh, drench pouring down the rain. We were in the midst of a dance and I'm looking over at the dancers and I kind of like mouth the words, do you want to stop? Are you guys okay? Because I'm like terrified for them. I'm always concerned about them. Not so much myself because I could care less, but (laughs) I'm always concerned. Oh my gosh, are they going to fall? Are we going to die? What is happening? Um, Don't want to be struck by lightning, but pouring rain and they just smiled at me like, no way. We're not stopping. We are not (laughs) stopping this dance train. So they finished the piece and I've never heard a crowd cheer so loud because I think they were just like, what did I just witness? You know what I mean? (laughs) So dealing with the elements can be challenging. Um, That's all we do. My company tours from festival to outdoor festival to outdoor festival. We go everywhere, but it's usually outside. And when we do get a chance to be in a theater, we're just like, what is this about? Why are they sitting down? (laughs) You know, we're used to people just being lively and and being around us and watching the show. But this is exciting. So on the dance floor here, we always give life lessons and I'm sure we're filled with them. But Amanda, do you have any life lesson that maybe learned through this process that you can share with the listeners that maybe they can learn from? Oh, wow. A lot. <laughs> I mean, we learned so much from this, but I think it's just a matter of taking deep breaths when you're overwhelmed because this was a very overwhelming year for a lot of people. But even though as trying as this year was, um, what we accomplished was absolutely amazing. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to give yourself a pat on the back, turn around and celebrate because this, your project is amazing to watch. Like I said, just the little film trailer that I experienced, I was like, 
I need to talk to her. This looks amazing. So just, you know, be proud of your accomplishments. And you know what? Sometimes right now, getting out of bed, getting dressed, taking those deep breaths and conquering your day, you know, congratulations, because right now Mm. you survived another day and that could be challenging for a lot of people right now. So I think that's a really great advice. How about for film advice? I know you're a photographer, so how can we get better headshots? How can we get better dance shots? Give us a a tip that we as dancers or maybe photographers, if we have to be our own photographer, what can we do? Yeah. So um, a lot of the principles that we learn in dance um, about getting into our bodies and breathing. I, I always tell my models or dancers um, if they're looking to stiff or uptight, you need to breathe, take it, take a deep breath. And on the exhale, they usually relax on the exhale and then you can snap and capture that moment. But I think another thing is just doing your research and seeing who's out there and knowing what you want to accomplish before you get to the shoot. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. A lot of people uh, get to a shoot and they're like, oh, I was supposed to be bringing three outfits or <laughs> like come prepared people, right? What is True. in your dance bag? Come prepared. I have your hair, what, however it's going to be down or up. Is there something that you love to shoot like action shots or are you more of a still headshot, you know, posing kind of photographer? So I love portraits. I absolutely love portraits. So I go back and forth between portraits and dance shots. Obviously, with a a dance organization, I have a a plethora of dancers to kind of pull from right now. We actually did a photo shoot last night in Ybor City with some of the dancers. And so, you know, being a dance background, that that'll always be my first love. But I love photographing people. And I love I love candids, you know, yes, like just being real being in the moment. Yes, I have some amazing shots that either parents will take or whatever with their phones during a performance. And I'm like, wow, why didn't I think of that to pose as a photo? And they're like, no, nope. <laughs> it's got to be like you said, it's on the exhale, it's enjoying it. And it's in the moment. Right. Um, and it's really nice. I tell you what, it's really nice to have a dancer as a photographer, because they know the movement. They know what you would want to see. And whenever I can run across those kinds of unique people, I'm like, please, please work with us. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda, if you're ever on the East Coast here, uh, a little further north, like feel free to give give us a shout out and um, we'll be your your models for the day. I'd love that. Oh, I would love that. That would be amazing. Well, let me ask you something and we can talk about it afterwards, but we're thinking about the holidays. And I know your film comes out October 25th, but what are your dancers going to do for the holidays? Well, actually, after this project, uh, we're going to take some time off. So there's going to be you. sort of a two to three month little sabbatical in between just to kind of get prepared for next season and rest up through the holidays. And I, I think it's a, a very well-deserved rest for everybody. So to take that time with their families and and just kind of recover and start fresh next year. Yeah, we're hoping that we can hit the road again next year sometime. Our 15th city tour was canceled this year, of course. Yeah. So that was kind of challenging, but we've been rehearsing via Zoom and at a distance, that sort of thing. But uh, for us, we're a folk dance company, but we do contemporary work as well, modern and, and jazz and all kinds of other genres. So it's really challenging as a folk group uh, because most of the folk dances, you have, you have to hold hands or you have to connect and they're really missing each other right now. They're really missing that connection. So uh, we've been rehearsing and we're, we're getting ready to um, choreograph the opening number for next year. So we'll see hopefully what next year brings. (laughs) 
I'm hoping for nothing but for dancers, just an outdoor place where we can dance again together. Definitely. Yes. Amanda, I'm excited that you came onto the dance floor. I just can't wait to see your film. I know the dancers, they deserve that break and tell them kudos and applause from all of us here from Allegro Dance Company and from the dance floor, from the podcast, because they are exquisite. And um, are they high school students or college students or both? Both. We ha- we actually have, um, we started at uh, for age 14 and up. So we have like a mix of age groups in there. That's awesome. And, and that's all... that age where they're they're on the verge of blooming is what yes. I call it, on the verge of blooming. And so this is great. So everyone, one more time, Amanda, for the website where we can buy a ticket to the show. Yeah, so it's choreocollab.com and just click the 2020 dance film link. And I'm sure you'll have other projects in the future to come out and share your beautiful photos as well. So visit their website for all kinds of information on Amanda's group and, and her amazing film work, photography work, choreography. Gosh, Amanda, you've got it stacked on your resume. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate your time today. I know you're busy, but break a leg with your show and I can't wait to buy a ticket and support And I hope all of the listeners out there, because they're listening around the world, buy a ticket to the show. It's online. So you you can sit and have your popcorn at home and enjoy these dancers. They're gorgeous. So thank you again for being on the dance floor. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Anna. I really appreciate it. All right, everyone. We're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what Allegro Dance Company is up to this fall. All right. Stay tuned. And we're back. Um, Gosh, Amanda's show is going to be so cool. So definitely go to her website and visit that and buy a ticket to see that dance film and their hard work. It's like I said, it's very powerful. Just the trailer that I saw was powerful and emotional and they go to different places in Florida. So that was kind of interesting to see them dance in different uh, areas and different backgrounds and environments. It's great. Don't forget, everyone, we have Yoga Ween coming up October 30th, Friday night at 6 p.m. You can go to AllegroDanceCompany.net where you can uh, see this free event. Remember, it's free. It's just a nice yoga flow that you can enjoy October 30th. Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And thank you all for listening around the world. We enjoy having your feedback and all of your wonderful comments. Thank you so much. Um, All of your words matter. So thank you for writing in and complimenting the show. I enjoy doing the podcast and having some really great guests each time that we get a chance to uh, have a little chat. Also, November 1st through the 22nd, every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm doing a gratitude yoga course where you can enjoy yoga flow and maybe take some time before the holidays. Remember, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, everyone. So take some time. Do something for yourself, for your mind, body, and spirit. November 1st through the 22nd, Gratitude Yoga, 6 p.m. And again, you can go to AllegroDanceCompany.net to register. It's only $38 for the whole course. Speaking of Thanksgiving, pretty soon I'll be posting up Restorative Yoga. This is a relaxing class that'll make you feel like you've been to the spa restorative yoga coming up soon near Thanksgiving. So check out AllegroDanceCompany.net 
for updates on when that class will be. Also a class that I'm calling Merry and Bright for the holiday season. It's going to be in December. So again, check AllegraDanceCompany.net for all of those wonderful events, Yoga Ween, Gratitude Yoga, Restorative Yoga, and Merry and Bright, a fun dance slash stretching kind of class for the holiday season to make your season a little bit more merrier and bright. Well, that's all for today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm your host, Anna Harsh, and you've been listening to The Dance Floor, where life lessons are learned through the art of dance. Until next time, keep moving on the dance floor.